Welcome to Witham Sounding Board, a podcast sharing powerful business tips, insights, and trends for those seeking to become a rock star in their industry. Hi, everyone. I'm here with John Shepherdson and Steve Janek from SWK Technologies. John is a senior VP business development leader with 21 years of experience in the food and beverage industry. Steve is a director of solution architecture of enterprise solutions with 30 years of experience. Today, they're going to talk about traceability in terms of um, importance of electronic documentation, FBA regulations, and I'll let you guys take it away. Thanks, Kim. Um, <clears throat> as you recall, in episodes one and two, we kind of talked about the new and current uh, uh, regulations coming forth, uh, particularly in relation to the new food traceability list that's being enacted right now, implemented right now, and then the new era of food safety blueprint that the FDA kind of put out in uh, November of 2020. Um, that's in relation to traceability and some other things, but but really what it talks about is 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 what are the critical foods we need to track, how we manage lot control numbers, and and then the response times and the data that's required to report back to the FDA in case of a a traceability event or a trackability event. They call it critical tracking events, and then and then if there's a recall, exactly what they want back and how quickly. Uh, so today we're going to explore. A little more about that in relation to you know the reality of what we're in right now and how that applies to what the FDA is proposing, um, and then and then what we can do about it. Uh, so with that, um, John and I will begin our discussion. And John, I just want to talk a little bit to start with about um, you know the type of records that companies normally keep in relation to uh, lot tracking or traceability, and and what some of the challenges of those record keepings are. Sure. Uh, Steve, so, you know, um, all companies that manufacture or have bill of materials, which is the, the record that um, will set up the manufacturing and, and show what's in it, you know, what the raw materials are, what the end product is. And, you know, depending on your system, some folks do this manually anyway um, in an Excel spreadsheet or um, some even paper, uh, unfortunately. And that makes it very difficult to um, do this tracking upon demand. Okay, um, and and you know what are what are the challenges? You know, from my my perspective, what I always hear is a challenge um, when we're doing paper records and producing that is that. You know, now you've got individuals who uh, somebody knows where the records are kept and they have to go find them if it's paper and it happens to be locked up in a storeroom somewhere uh, or it's in the, the quality room uh, and then they have to wade through which ones they're looking for. Um, or, or even worse, I think in some cases is Excel records. I mean, um, I've been in companies that have uh, all their traceability and, and uh, all of their uh, quality records are all in, in Excel and they think it's great because it's electronic. Um, but you open up a file folder that says, you know, a product on it, and there's 73 different spreadsheets in there that have 45 different products and, and 63 different production runs on it. And now you have to go through and try and find the one you're looking for. Um, so, so from from that perspective, you know, what else have you have you seen uh, or heard about in your you know 20 years of experience of of people when they do have to find that? I mean, what is the cost of that? Do you think? Uh, what are the implications to the company? Well, I mean, if uh, you know, especially if they're on if they're doing Excel, each one of those 63 tabs or whatever you talked about is done manually. So each time that's done, there's a chance to get it wrong. 
Um, human error is human error. And so um, there's a lot of issues there that even if you do find the record, it could be a bad record. Um, on the paper side, I think it's, um, uh, if you look at the cost of the of creating the paper and storing the paper and uh, finding the paper, you know, you, all the labor associated with all of that, um, the, you know, the numbers can be astronomical. If you, if you look at those hours multiplied by a high salaried individual. Right, exactly. I'll throw another one at you. You know, um, ultimately the cost of doing something like that is, is fairly prohibitive. Um, and we know that the FDA typically runs at least one uh, mock recall at a company and, and maybe, maybe more than that if they've had some issues in the past. Uh, we're also finding that a lot of customers are requiring a recall process. So they have their own process they want them to follow and they have to do mock recalls on that for a company to prove that they can show where the stuff came from. Um, and combined with that, if a company's really on top of it, like they like to run a number of mock recalls on their own uh, simply so they're prepared for any of these, you know, so if something happens. So when the FDA says, let's do our recall, they already know what they're doing and how to do it. Um, if you're in paper or you're in Excel, et cetera, you tend not to do that extra work to figure out how this all goes together because A, it's too costly, and B, it takes your people away from doing things they need to do on a daily basis. So, you know, the end result of that, and I think you agree, is that if something does happen that's required, uh, whether it's a mock or real recall, they struggle to be able to do it because they haven't had the practice. Right, exactly. And, and you know, doing all those uh, testing runs and uh, other things that keeps you from doing your real job of creating products and shipping them out the door to your customers. Right, right. And uh, ultimately, that's, that's the goal is to make sure customers are happy. And, and this actually plays along into that because if you do have a recall, you know, that's a real problem. So the key is to make sure that we know quickly and, and responsibly how, where the product went and what happened. And I think that kind of highlights why electronic documentation in your systems is important. Um, do you, do you want to kind of highlight uh, some of that particular part of, of electronic documentation and what it can do for you? Sure. Um, so, you know, if you have a system, a good ERP system that um, has the lot traceability and everything front to back, then you'll be able to pull up reports or views or dashboards very quickly to um, accommodate those mock recalls for your customers, for the FDA, or even your practice runs. Um, you know, the, the proper software will really keep all of that labor to a very, very minimum um, by, uh, you know, having the reporting at your fingertips um, making sure that each production run has um, down to the nth degree the traceability that you need. So do, do you think it's important that a system uh, be an integrated system or, or is it okay if a system, you know, we have an accounting system that handles purchasing and sales and maybe some inventory, but then we have a quality system that captures all those results and has lock codes in it, et cetera, um, you know, versus a end-to-end -end ERP system that's fully integrated? I, I do think the integration is important, um, and, and the reason is is that if you have um, different systems that do these things, you're still going to be having your information siloed, and you're still going to have a manual component of pulling the information together, and, and you could potentially have data that doesn't jive with the other data in the other system. So, you know, the more integration you have and the more automation you have, the better in this, in this case. 
Yeah, I, I think too that you know the the idea that the FDA is really expanding the types of information they want to get out of a company when they're doing a recall or a tra- tracking event um, is is really important to know from the standpoint of different systems. I mean, you know, right now we know that they they want the product, they want the lot, they want the company that's reporting. They they want to know who the manufacturer was, so you may have to trace it all the way back down to there, or it may come from a different source that they can marry together. Um, but they're also asking for distribution channels. So, you know, if I'm the producer and I have a, a trace tracking event, they want to know what my distribution channels are. They want to know how much product is out in the marketplace and what might be left out there uh, because they want to figure out what the potential threat in the marketplace is so that they know what their actions need to be. Um, it's very difficult to do all that when I have different systems or I'm on paper or, or spreadsheets, et cetera. Um, and, and I think that really highlights why we need to get to the point that electronic validation uh, or electronic documentation is important. Um, another aspect of it is, and it's really funny here, John, they're not actually mandating that anybody do anything electronic. You can still do paper. You can still do Excel. You can still do you know, a notebook in the back pocket of the guy out on the production floor. Okay, But once they ask for the information, you've got 24 hours to get it to them. <laughs> right. I don't see how you're going to do that if you're not electronic. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Could you imagine last year when the when the lettuce recalls happened? Uh, could you imagine tracking all of that down if you were on paper? Yeah. And uh, um, the uh, ramifications of that. Yeah. Yeah. That that is part of why this whole uh, FDA new era of uh, food safety blueprint came out was that it really highlighted during that 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 issue last year how bad the system is at finding where product came from and where it went to. Um, so they've kind of brought this out as a new way to try and key in on those key uh, products, uh, the food traceability list products uh, that they really want to manage much closer than they ever have in the past and, and potentially not manage some other things that aren't really problems as closely as they have in the past. So, um, But while all of this is, is to some degree voluntary, other than things that are on the food traceability list, uh, they're kind of like suggesting that this may become reality for everybody in the future. So, um, you know, and that brings us to another thing is that it's one thing to have electronic documentation, um, but you also need to make sure that it's accepted by the FDA. Um, and there are different ways of doing that. Can you can you explain a little bit about, uh, you know, how that might work in an integrated ERP system? So, um, you know, every no system uh, in itself is is really um, compliant to the FDA. It's it's your processes and and how you um, set up your your system. The the data points have to be there, and you need to make sure that they're there. But um, you have to make sure that all of your processes match up to that. Yeah. So. So really, um, what, what we're talking about there is that, you know, it takes it takes some effort. It's not just saying, oh, I bought a system and I'm now compliant. Right. Um, no system is compliant. Uh, they can be they can be um, they can be compliant. Uh, I guess uh, they could be compliant enabled. <laughs> right. Um, but uh, uh, it really takes an expert to work with the company to get it set up properly, put the right controls in place. Um, there's some audit requirements within the system. Uh, there's some separation of duties, et cetera, uh, in how they manage all of that. So it is it is a lengthy process, but it is something that companies should consider going forward. 
uh, especially if they're in the in the uh, food business and they're they're manufacturing, creating, handling these items that are on that food traceability list. Uh, you know, um, if I'm just uh, uh, making, you know, uh, loaves of bread, uh, it's not as critical. But if I am handling shell eggs or I'm handling all of these leafy green vegetables or fresh fruits and vegetables, um, you know, it's something to consider that that it's a much uh, it's a much better way to go from the standpoint of what the FDA may be looking for in the future. So they're not mandating it, but it's awfully close. Right. And, and you know, as a as a company grows, it becomes uh, more difficult to switch ERP systems, not uh, less difficult. So right. um, while it is always painful to switch ERP systems, setting yourself up early is a good idea. Yeah. And fortunately, you know, there there are systems out there and SWK Technologies does have uh, systems that can be validated uh, for the food industry and have been validated in the past. So um, we're, we're in a good position to help. So um, any other closing thoughts on this, John? No, I think uh, I think we covered it, Steve. Um, you know, it, I, I think uh, if if anybody has any questions, they can um, you know give us a call or or we'll uh, we'll follow up with them. Thanks, guys. This was a great discussion on the challenges of compliance surrounding documentation, the benefits of electronic documentation, and its relation to traceability and FDA regulations. It was great to have you both on the podcast, and we'll see you next time. Thank you, Kim. Thanks, Kim. Thank you. Thanks for joining us. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast so you'll be first in line to hear what's coming next. Don't want to wait for our next episode? Check us out at Witham.com. That's W-I-T-H-U-M.com.